Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have James and Nena Franciamore, and um, I'm so glad to have you guys on, if I didn't butcher your last name. (laughs) Franciamore. Um, I'm so glad to have you guys on. Um, James and Nena and their family is on the Warriors of Education film, documentary film that we're doing. So I just wanted to check in with a family, and I thought you guys would be perfect for this to find out how you are adjusting. So tell me about, first of all, you have three children. In addition to James and Nana are both teachers. So can you tell me how things are going for you? Yeah, it's um, it's so interesting. As, as we talk to their, the kids' teachers, as we talk to other parents in our neighborhoods, that it's, it's just different for everyone. Um, us being educators, I, I feel like it gives us a little bit of an advantage to other families that I'm preparing lessons for my students as I'm trying to figure out what all three of my kids have to do. And uh, my wife was already teaching online, so she already had, again, a little advantage on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been um, very interesting being, um, being my kid's teacher at home and um, their secretary and the person that makes all of the meals, plus having to um, teach my online courses, uh, master's level courses. I'm, an, I'm a professor at two universities, plus to my pre-K, um, which is all virtual now. So it's definitely been a juggling act. And um, I think we feel sometimes normal, like, okay, we have, we have, you know, the hang of it. But from week to week, you know, also emotions change. The kids are like totally fine. And they're like, we hate this. <laughs> like, I don't want to do another live meeting. Can I not do it? It's so funny because teachers are saying that too, right? (laughs) Sometimes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So just from week to week, it's, you know, it's, it's changing. And I really, and I think even from school to school. So it's interesting because where my husband teaches, he didn't get like the vast majority of his students finally got online, maybe like, I want to say four weeks after spring break. Whereas my kids' school, also a public school in New York City, probably had 100% engagement at day two. You know, like it, it's the vast, the vast difference is mind blowing to me. Um, so how did, how, did, how did you deal with that? How did you deal with that, James? Like, how did, how were you, how was that working for you? It's, it's, it's in the beginning that you're trying to figure out where these kids are. Um, you know, you had phone numbers that weren't working, so you're trying to call them, you're trying different ways to, to get in contact with them. And I, I don't know, again, just, it, everything seems like a blur. Like the first few days, the teachers were still, we were in school. So we were trying to give out some old laptops to students, but some of the students didn't have Wi-Fi. So you're giving them a computer with no Wi-Fi, that doesn't work, and they're old computers. So I'm, I'm grateful that the you know, the Department of Education has that, that iPad program, but we had to find the parents to be able to fill out the forms for them. Some people felt leery of like what this program was about, so they didn't want the, the iPad. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't want one. I don't want to be responsible for it. Um, so it takes a, a while. And every day, again, every day is just something different. It's, it's crazy that, you know, trying to speak to a parent because the kids are not only staying in one place. So 
Uh, one parent said the kid hadn't gotten on for like three weeks now. We did, this was one that took forever to get on. Oh, he was staying with his grandma. Now today I finally got in contact with mom. He was staying with his uncle and so-and-so place and he didn't take his iPad with him. So it's, it's just hard to, to find them. Wow. And that families were lower income. And so it's funny because I think week five, I realized I was so frustrated and flustered because we thought, oh, we're not going to repress the gadget. You know, there's five of us in the house. Everybody needs a computer. But we can work with four, you know, because how much work could it be? You know, by week five, I'm pulling my hair out. You can't have a meeting. Jenna has a meeting. And we were like, why are we doing this? We can ask the good old DOE because our kids go to public school to send us a gadget. And that's, you know, it's been so helpful. And uh, I'm so, I hope that other teachers who are middle-class families, because I feel like people think, oh, that's not for us. It's for the people who, you know, are poor, or, but we needed it. You know, we're a middle-class family and I couldn't just, you know, I have friends who just, you know, purchased a brand new laptop or whatever for their kid to do this, but like there's five of us. <laughs> not purchasing yeah. five new devices to make it happen. So I, I'm personally thankful as a parent that the DOE was able to give one of my kids, uh, you know, uh, an iPad because it was stressful. It was bringing stress that we didn't need trying to figure out who was going to use it when, you know, between parents needing it, you know, and the kids needing it and everybody being on Wi-Fi. So like, we're super thankful to the DOE to receive an iPad because we needed it. Yeah. I mean, it's it is it's so sad about the disparity between um, some of these families that uh, I've, I've talked to many people, many teachers who have said that there are, are still a bunch of kids who are not online yet, like who are not who have not received iPads or devices who are on one one phone. I remember James talking to you um, about the woman and like during the the film about the woman with the with the phone who's had her kids where all yeah. of her kids were on her phone. And I was thinking about her when this happened and wondering, I wonder how she's doing now and if she was able to receive devices or because the kids were using her broken phone, you know, her phone that was like had, you know, breaks in it. And I just thought about that. Um, yeah. Have you come across, have you come across that woman again or have you like, what has been your experience with that? that? Her specifically, that, that girl was not in my class anymore, but it's again, it's just, it, every situation is, is similar but different a lot of it was communicating with like uh parents who speak a different language so um you know my <laughs> minimal spanish just trying to get somebody on the phone and get in translation and and even even with the translation to try and log somebody on once they got the device log them onto google classroom okay do you have a google account <laughs> and they're they're trying to go back and forth in, in Spanish. I have it on my phone. I know I have a, a Gmail. Okay, your kid needs an account. And, and trying to explain that to a translator to try and then do the, the tech issues and, and all of those things. Um, and then again, you still have the, the parents who like, they just, they didn't want it for some reason. They're like, no, we don't want it. We're okay. Like, your kid's not doing the, the work. So they're sending me message through Class Dojo sending me text messages, call, calling me at, at all, all hours all of, hour. of the wow. day. Um, and again, you want to be as, as available as you can. Like as we're talking, a, a parent is texting me a screenshot of something that's not coming through. She's like, I have a concern. I'm like, uh, okay. And the, the other funny thing too, I know we talked about this with donors shoes last time. I, I put in another application um, and they just, they sent me $1,000 to spend for my kids through uh, walmart.com. 
um, which is great. I'm grateful that I can do that, but it took me, I just finished like literally before this, this call, <laughs> I just finished. It took me like four days, like trying to figure out and send the things to their house and confirming the kids like apartments and stuff like that. So there's a, a lot, a lot of extra work behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and just teaching on class and, and correcting their work. And again, sometimes it's not just correcting their work, it's correcting how they're submitting it. And that was the same for our kids too. It's like, okay, we, we know how to do this, but how do you want them to submit this work? You know, what, and each teacher does it totally differently. Yeah. Because I'm an educator and my daughter was for four weeks in music class for kindergartners and she's in the first grade. <laughs> How did I miss that? I added the wrong class on Google Classroom so she was doing oh all my the work. And finally she was like, you want to put your kid in the first grade? Isn't she in the first grade? I was like, oh. You know, so I can imagine parents who are not as computer literate as me trying to figure it out if, you know, I'm uploading eight classes for my, you know, for my first grader into Google and like missed one. For a parent who doesn't know how to do this, trying to do it like I feel for parents so much in this time because I'm like it, it you know it has not been easy for me and I feel no. like I do this we do this and so somebody trying to figure it out is is not easy so tell me how you, I want to hear what your schedule is like how do you balance out everything like what is your schedule like with all of your kids and your teaching do you have a schedule that you go by every day now what is that like that, that was that was something and again like we we work with different people i, I think they, they might have even bronxnet was asking us for something to do like a i don't know if it ever got on there but like that was the main thing that we talked about like schedule and our our kids are just they're they're up at seven in the morning this that's not the story for everyone else like we're, we're up very early uh, my wife and i are usually up like five five thirty in, in the morning to get our stuff done before the kids get rolling. Um, we even try to have like our little coffee time in the, in the morning, coffee, tea time. I'm like, because once the day starts rolling, like there's like, I'm like, we're in the house all day together and we can't even sit down and have a conversation. Um, but um, again, it's our kids' school does a good job of like getting them online. Sometimes it's overwhelming, but at least that's there. Um, so I try and do that with my students too. Like say, hey, we're going to go live at 930, then we'll go live again at at 1 p.m. this is what you should be doing so like I, I wrote it down and I, I kept on reiterating it for the students and working in breaks too um, I have an app too that has the uh, two times in a day so it's called one minute pause where it's just like whatever I'm doing I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna take a breather uh, and I try and do that with my wife too so at least like hey we're, we're still married you know we're, let's, let's connect um, last night we, well, we woke up at like five five thirty, and went to bed at a, at eleven o'clock at night, and just like it's like meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, and like we didn't even talk to each other. <laughs> like, what? How could it be possible? Oh my god! I mean, that that's another it's thing. It's like, yeah, like when do you have time for yourself? I mean, I can imagine being a parent and having to tend to helping your children with their studies, and then having your own. Your you both have your own job. You're all in one household. How do you manage the stress of that? Um, for me, so I realized week two that I had to wake up before everybody else if I was going to be a, a happy mama <laughs> and a nice wife. Because, yeah, like I was waking up an hour before everybody wasn't working. So, like, I do this thing for myself that I just call executive schedule, like a CEO schedule, where I get up between 4 30 and 5, and it's like my time even before James wakes up because I need to be 
you know, functioning even just to, because he has things that he wants to talk about and frustrations and, and things from the day. And so that's just, I feel like for me, that's been my uh, lifesaver. There's like a whole thing called Miracle Mornings. It's this, I don't remember the author, but I feel like I need my Miracle Morning. Like I got to get up, you know, set myself up for the day, read something that's motivating, write something. I usually do a seven minute workout just to wake up or stretch and I get to work. I really try to grade all of my papers, you know, by eight when my kids are waking up <laughs> so that um, during the day I can focus on them without being aggravated. Cause I don't want it to be, I don't want them to remember this as like, oh, it was the worst. My parents were so mean. Like, you know, I don't want them to hate this time. I, I actually want it to be hopefully a special time. Like whenever maybe you're gonna get to do this again. So I need to, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm not, they're not fighting for my attention because I, I have to do all of this other stuff. So waking up early and then really thinking through the day has been helpful. And then we try to like have meals together. Like that's like our V-check-in and everybody kind of like goes off into their own workspace. And I'm usually flittering around the house like, who's doing this? Why is she doing this? Why did you do this? Do you need me for this? Like that, I'm just going all around the house. Plus, you know, I have to still wash clothes and make people food <laughs> and you know, kind of tidy up so it doesn't look like we live in a pigsty. You know, all those extra things. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot. It's fun. And how and how are your how are your children adjusting to it? How has it been for them? I think around, like, they're outside. I think I can we, grab them. Yeah, we live in the Bronx, but we do have like a tiny little backyard and um the yesterday or the other they, they just they keep on doing different things there's an american ninja warrior course in the backyard right now i, I came out the the other day and and they set up this whole thing and they're, they're jumping around and they're, they're doing different things so today samuel he's been asking me for for two days now so for today we're going to do it he wants to build a chair he found a piece of wood in the attic like i found this perfect idea to build build the chair i just need the saw and i need this so so they're I, I think this is all kids. All kids are just naturally resourceful. They're, they're naturally creative. And um, Amazing. I, I think, and it, again, with the internet, like they're looking up things, they're finding new information. There's so much out there. So again, overall, I'm grateful for this. Like I'll never get this time back, like Nana was saying, like to spend time at home with my kids, to be able to, to do this work with them. Like I'm still doing my job, you know, I'm still getting paid for doing my job. And, um, you know, you, like you said, with schedule, you just got to decide to shut off and decide to do what you're going to do. And then there's people like you who just want to do extra, like putting something out here, like a podcast. It's, it's great. It's you're, amazing. You're, like it's there's, amazing. There's stuff in your, your heart. And I think we're, we're those sort of people too, that again, the, the, some of the meetings are extra meetings because you just have in your heart that you want to connect. You want to reach out to people. Yeah. Um, you have a story to tell. Um, I think that that's that's it too. Just making sure that we're not forgetting just our kids because they have a story to tell at the end of the day, and they they want their time. Like again, even though we're doing life together, at the end of the day, they they have their different emotions. So you sit down in bed with them, you read a little story, and you discuss their their wants, their desires. Um, highs and lows is what we do at at dinner time. What was your high for the day? What was your what was your low for the day? I, I got into an argument with so and so. This one annoyed me. This one's dancing all day. When when are they gonna stop dancing? Uh, and it's, it's like, but that's that's a connection. Like we all feel things, you know. And and sometimes again, being in the classroom, you're just so focused on on doing this and getting through the day and not having the kids fight. Where it's like, you know, 
you can realize they're, they're people too. You know, this is not a job. We're, we're the, the, the work of dealing with people and everything that goes along with that. So as we're, we're reaching out to families, I'm like, you know, it is, it's challenging for a lot of these families, you know, and so I'm, I'm grateful for what I have, but for some people, it's, it's not as, it's not as easy. I, I think they're coming in from outside. I want to ask them. They, they're coming in with sweat all over their, their face. Sweat and water. Sorry. Hey, so tell me, how, how is online learning going for you? It's okay. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Um, it's nice that um, we can do our work at our own time. Like, we still get to wait for other teachers. So I like how this has started finish early, that I'm going to finish early and then do whatever I want. You can finish early and do whatever you want. That's great. Yeah, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Seventh grader. So she's super independent, which is very helpful. But all, the kids also, another thing that has been helpful, I'll give a shout out to New York All Stars because we they have things that they can do like that's you know like today like jenna has like a mini theater class and it's really fun and like they work towards producing something i feel like it's nice to have something else to look at on the computer that's not schoolwork you know and um so i appreciate having extracurriculars even though they're they're virtual and they get right. to choose and so that's been i think really helpful just to have do you have um, that for all all the other kids too or is it is yeah. it just they okay. all participate. Um, Samuel and Jenna do a comedy class through New York All Stars, and um, Victoria's doing a play. Uh, you know, there's just different things. They both do cheer. So I think, that, you know, having some extracurriculars too is super helpful, you know, yeah. um, for, for them to engage other kids because school really is social. Like, my kids don't have phones yet. Okay, so, you know, so how does my kid get to engage with their friends? So I like that we have other activities that they can do to engage um, and other programs because, you know, they don't get to have their phone, like they don't have any phones to like call their friends. So that's a thing, a big thing that, you know, is missing during this time is that natural socialization that you have when you're in school, you know? Right, right. Um, at least they have each other. How's, right kindergarten, how's, how's kindergarten going for you? First day, first grade. Oh, oh, it's first grade. I'm sorry, you were in the kid. I'm so sorry. How was first grade? Terrible. Now she's in first. Tell Miss Karen how you feel about live instruction. She's giving a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all feel that way. There's a little yeah. thumbs up. And, and Samuel, how are you doing? How's how's classes going for you? Medium. They're okay. They're okay. So I think like so. I with my son, I'm actually super happy to have him home. I feel like, uh, you know, I think it was, this was a godsend for him because I, 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 he has amazing teachers, but you know, some, not every teacher can, not every teacher can work well with every child. And so we've gone through that this school year and I've just been encouraging him all year, just be patient. You know, not everybody gets your style and your learning. They have 32 kids in the class. And so I feel like Samuel is thriving being home where James and I can be the ones instructing him for this school year. Like his, his grades have gone up, his confidence has gone up. So for me as a mom, I feel like for my son specifically, this time was super valuable. Yeah, and, um, I mean, it's, we talked about, I talked about that with Katie about um, All-Stars that, that she felt like there are kids that are thriving on this type of learning environment, which is interesting, which is the other side of it. There's a lot of, it's very hard not to have live instruction, but there's certain kids, I think that, 
that really do thrive. So that's really wonderful that, yeah. and that you guys are getting the, the time with your children too, to actually be there to help them learn and stuff. It's, yeah. it's definitely another perspective of it because it, it's so, this has been so hard for so many people, but um, I'm sure the takeaway from most parents is what I'm getting from you is that it's also been a really special time. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I, I, you know, I think you have to do the work to make it special, you know? And, yeah. um, so that's something we're always just trying to make sure that we do because to keep it real, five people in the house together all the time can be like, can somebody remove themselves from here? Just from, you know, but, um, we really, we've been really focused. Like, like one thing I'll share, just if there's any other families listening is that we've been focusing on um, something called the five love languages. And it's, a, it's, it's, you know, you can Google it, but it's just, it's research on just how to make sure each individual feels loved the way they need to be loved. Because sometimes you're just missing the mark, you know, and everybody has like their love language. And we did that with our kids, like maybe like week four or five. And um, when we would make our schedule, we would ask them to put on the schedule something that speaks their love language so that we could do it because you think, oh, well, I cooked for you and I scanned all your work in. Like, why do you still, you know, need my attention? <laughs> You're with me all day, but sometimes they just don't feel loved. Same thing with each other, you know, like we could be running around the house all day and I'm like, I made dinner. You didn't say it tastes good. And like, my mood is off. And you know what I'm saying? So I think that just little things like that have helped us just to really be specific as to like, we're all here. How does each person need to be loved? My son, if I take a five minute walk with him, just us, he's the happiest kid. Like it's uh, just because quality time is his love language. You know, if I lay in his bed 10 minutes, just me and him, no other kids, he, you know, I can, I can help him with school when I'm having a battle because he feels loved, you know, or I think with my daughter, she's 12. And I, I, I didn't even think that physical touch would be one of hers, but she's big now. Like we're not picking her up or hugging her as much. But that's her love language and we were totally missing it you know like we were not really hugging her that much all day because she's big i picked up jenna that's easy you know hug her and squish her but i wasn't like hugging and squishing my oldest but you know she needs that so like it's just been really different like making sure i hug her and yeah her and let her sit on my lap you know like but she feels loved so it makes our days easier that's great well I have to say this has been, it's been so lovely. We're going to wrap it up, but it's been so lovely to hear your perspective. I think parents are really going to get a lot out of this, this particular podcast. I think that, um, you know, it's important for me to be talking to teachers and what's happening with teachers and you both are teachers also, you're educators, but it's also important for families to hear this about how to survive with your children in the house and how you guys are getting along and how you're working it. And I, I, I just, uh, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And I feel honored that I got a chance to um, bring you on and talk to you. I think you're such a lovely family and I love the work that you did in the, in the, in the documentary. And I'm just excited to have people listen to this podcast. So um, anyway, so um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast. And um, I just, it's just been such a pleasure for me to, to talk to you guys again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You. You're doing great work. We uh, appreciate all that you do. Happy thank early you. birthday. Oh, thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This has been the Warriors of Education podcast, dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.